Welcome to Mystery House Stars and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama fan cast? Yeah, and we are moving right along. Shadow Hunters. We're getting there into the season. We're learning what things are happening. This is a very episode two of a season episode. Oh, yeah, we got some things started up. We're getting some new things. We're seeing how everyone's settling into all the new jobs they got <laughs> last episode. Don't forget, everyone has new jobs. Yep. And uh, I mean, the main theme of this episode, and it, we're late enough in the season that now's the time you can do it, which is essentially everyone just turn into the person they care about and being like, I don't care about your old stuff. I like your new stuff. <laughs> Everybody has a tortured or awkward past that gets brought up. Uh, yeah, and most people don't care about the past, <laughs> everyone, except for Clary. Man, everyone this episode is pretty chill. Like, even in a scene that could have been hyper dramatic, it's just kind of weird and funny, and everyone accepts it as weird and funny. <laughs> and it's it's nice because we tend to get these things where, like, oh, there's this very serious thing going on, and then there's this other thing going on. So to make sure that they stay equal, we have to make sure this other thing is also very, very seriously treated. But instead, they're like, no, 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 serious thing going on over here and kind of over here. This is just sort of like a nice palate cleanser, a nice, a nice goof em up. Y'all, we're a teen drama. So here's our teen drama story. <laughs> yeah, line. we're a teen drama where everyone's 21. Y- yes, yes. Okay, I want to say this now so I can just like get it off my chest. They order alcohol in a non-down roller bar in yeah. this episode. Yeah, they're just twenty-one, or or they would or Woods is a, is like up in Canada. They went to New Brunswick. <laughs> <laughs> they went really far, guys. Yeah, I mean show. they are in New York, which is a school eleven hours away from Ontario. Well, it's very important that you get your alcohol. Speaking of alcohol. So, um, as you know, well, you know, Kevin, yeah. I don't think our listeners know, mm-hmm. I like to do blogmas, which is where I force myself to write every day for a month, you know, as writers do. Yeah. Normal thing. Yeah. <laughs> you just did that in November, but for a book. <laughs> this is true. So, cool. Uh, also still writing the book. No rest, miss. No no rest for Aaron. Yeah. Um, but blogmas is hard. Because I like to write about things that are, like, going on in my life, so I can't really, like, pre-write posts. Yeah. So I cheated. Okay. And I bought a beer advent calendar. <laughs> I think that's cheating. So every second day... It's theming. Yeah. I write about a beer from the advent calendar, because it's the 12 beers of Christmas. There are 31 days in December. Yeah, I, I know. I I don't know what I'm going to do. But I guess an advent calendar is only up to 25, so... Exactly. Yeah, okay. So, um... Doing the advent calendar every other day, I write a thing. People should come read it. It's on a flimsyplan.com. Perfect. But, Perfect um, plug. I like to try to do fun things while I drink my drinks. Yeah. And I also like to not drink alone. <laughs> so I brought over a beer today, and I'm very afraid of it. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's very, like, circusy in its, uh, like, coloration. Yeah, the theming is circusy. A lot, um, lot of lines and a lot of, uh, like, not pin, the stripes and there's dots and there's curves. And it's, like, a small can and all of the other ones that have come in this advent calendar have been tall cans. Okay. And the reason it's a small can is because this beer is 10.8% alcohol. <laughs> 
That's a wine. Yeah. <laughs> you got yourself there a wine. It's called... 300, 355 milliliters of wine. It's called Skeleton Crew, a Fig Newton barley wine beer. Oh, Fig Newton. Yeah. Okay. So I thought maybe I should drink it on air because it's been a long time since we had beverage content. Oh, no. Yeah, but Fig Newtons are the specific... Cookie. Yeah. I opened it. Shouldn't it just be Fig? Anyway. I don't know. Maybe there's oats in it. All right. Yeah. No, Let's you can, see what this don't is. Don't worry. I'll talk while you drink. You don't have to talk while you drink. That's my job to cover for you. Okay. Well, she's thinking. Oh nope. There was a there was a there was a flash of disgust on her face, and it's <laughs> given way to confusion now. I don't know how I feel about it. Excellent. Always good for a drink to to elicit bewilderment. <laughs> I think it does taste like a Fig Newton. She is bemused, and she is... That's not a beer flavor. Okay. It's, well, it's not a beer. It's That's because that's not a beer. That is a wine. <laughs> now I have to drink it. That's a liquor. You do, because you opened it. Well, we'll be checking in with you periodically with seeing how that's going for you. Yeah. Uh, but until then, let's get into it, because this is Shadowhunters, Season 3, Episode 2, The Powers That Be. The Powers That Be. Time for a party. A fancy party yes. at a fancy mansion, and it's a warlock party. Oh, yeah, and Alec is worried because he's the only shadow hunter at a warlock party. And Magnus invited him for two reasons. <laughs> One, he loves him. Two, it pisses off Lorenzo Ray. <laughs> and Lorenzo Le- Ray is the new Magnus. He sucks, we've, and I love him. We've met Lorenzo Ray. Yeah. He has appeared before, and he has been predominantly Magnus's uh, adversary. Yeah, he's been his rival. Uh, now he's the new warlock, high warlock of Brooklyn, a position that Magnus made up. <laughs> and he got it because people voted for him. Yeah, he's he's be, he's he's being portrayed as very much like a schmoozing politician. Apparently, he used to work for the High Warlock of Madrid. Also, I presume made opposition up. Magnus made up. <laughs> yeah, I he's mean, just traveling around saying he's the High Warlock. He's just declaring things. The, the fact he that picks his friends to be High Warlocks in other places. Any of the Madrid. Has a high warlock, and part of New York has a high warlock. <laughs> it's wild. We don't even know if there's another high warlock elsewhere in New York. The best thing about this, too, is Lorenzo comes up to Alec and he's like, Well, I guess we'll be working together closely because now I'm in your cabinet. And I'm like, There's no rule that says that. It could still be Magnus. Alec just picked representatives he knew. Meliorn's in the cabinet. Yeah, but like, now they kind of have to have to be like, yeah, but we didn't pick them because we knew them. We picked them because they are important members. Of, except for Meliorn. Except for, well, and he's the representative of the queen, I guess. Mm-hmm. He is supposed to be a diplomat. And I don't think they picked or him. Or an ambassador. I think she sent him. Yeah, like she's the, he's, he has always been an ambassador. That's why uh, Izzy used him that one time to get information. Uh, but it's it's a it's a warlock party. We see every warlock that we know, including Rufus. Remember <laughs> Rufus? Should be dead. <laughs> no. Well, no. <laughs> 
you, uh, you're not gonna you're gonna tell me Valentine didn't try to kill Rufus. Valentine immediately left. Oh, a, ran away. Yeah, remember he ra- it would be with the other Circle members decided to kill Rufus, but Valentine didn't tell them to. Yeah, and also werewolves were attacking. So you got Rufus. Don't worry about him. Uh, we do have Madzy though. She's gonna appear, and we also have not her na- not she's not blue. Katarina Loss. Katarina Loss. Uh. And they're, you know, Party. they're hanging out for a while. Alec and, loves Madzy. Madzy loves Alec. And then, uh, as Magnus stares at his drink, he gets he gets Jurassic Parked. <laughs> as his drink <laughs> starts to vibrate. But it's not a T-Rex. It's like an earth magic earthquake. And it goes through Katarina Loss. And who's blue now? <laughs> yeah, so... So yeah, she's just hiding her war- her warlock mark like everyone does all the time. You think they would like let them show when they're having a warlock party? It's too expensive. <laughs> yeah, it's too expensive. You see somebody who has scales come on their hand. Magnus gets his cool cat eyes, and then Rufus is like, "I got to do the only thing I can do." <laughs> Rufus, Rufus decides to get out, and as what is almost. It's almost a theme of this episode, but they don't delve into it as if it was a theme. But the idea the warlocks rely on their magic too much. Mm-hmm. Do you agree that's like a subtle theme? Yeah, but it's, it's totally a But it's theme. never interrogated and it's never like... Because Rufus could just walk out the front door that's right there. But instead he's like, nah, I got a portal my way out. Unfortunately, his portal goes super wrong yeah, and he... shoots towards Alec and Madzy. Okay, Rufus is... Why oh, Rufus is dead now. It it shoots through him. One would think he's dead now. But... At least, at the very least, he's down an arm because it disintegrates his arm. Yeah, but the show's not good at killing their warlocks. I I think he's got to be dead because I think the idea is that he made a portal and just like that time where uh, Magnus sent uh, Camilla. And shot the portal forward. Mm. It shot forward, but instead of being a portal, it's just a disintegration circle. Uh, and it's, yeah, shooting toward Madzy, shooting toward Alec, and the only person who does anything at all in a room full, full of, warlocks. of warlocks is Meg. That's why he was the high warlock of Brooklyn, a position he made up. Because he responds to threats. He actually responds. Not even Lorenzo. Lorenzo, in fact, looks angry that Magnus, <laughs> Magnus did something. So that's going to be a situation, but not right now. Right now, we get to find out something exciting that I didn't realize last week because I skip over the credits. Maya talks to Simon by by sitting on his lap, facing him. She's also in the credits now. She's also in the credits now, yes. Uh, yeah, she's trying to figure out what his scar... Yeah, so she's like tapping his brand. I... God, Simon is so frustrating as a character because she's like, hey, so she branded your head in a ceremony and that's weird. And Simon's like, what? No, I'm not going to worry about it until something happens. And I'm like, Simon, please. Oh, my God. Have some motivation to do stuff. Well, and didn't I thought Simon's original character was that he was like a huge nerd. So it's like a fantasy nerd. So shouldn't he be spiraling? As soon as he gets a girlfriend, he gets way too chill. Like, he doesn't seem to care about doing anything. I don't know what he does with his life other than have a girlfriend. It's like they don't know what to do with him outside. He should be active. 
actively worried what his brand is. Have him looking at books. And maybe he can, like, act, like, be like, no, Maya, don't worry about it. Yeah, but then when he's on his own, he's like... But instead, he's just like, ah, you know... Maybe she just stole my blood to try to make daylighter fairies. Did she steal your blood? I don't remember that. Did she steal your blood? I I mean, no. (laughs) But Simon does suggest that was the goal. It's weird that he's like... They took me out to a forest and they tied me to a tree and then they use a magic spear to do a brand that immediately healed. I am a vampire, so that's yeah. actually fair. Um, and then let me go. Like, that is the most suspicious stuff ever. Especially because she was so obsessed with getting him there. But, I mean, admittedly in this, in this scene, I'll give him this. He is distracted because Maya is literally sitting on him. It's true. She made a choice. She, ma- she made a choice. And then I think they have sex. I don't know. Uh, I've be- It's become abundantly clear. I do not know when people have sex in this ep- <laughs> in this series. And this episode has made it very clear to me. Because now we move on to Jace and Clary. So Jace is too nervous to go into Clary's room and talk to her. Because Aaron, he might kill her. I don't think that's the reason why. I know. I know it's not. It should be. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So he's he's going to go talk to Clary. Clary, meanwhile, is just doing some figure drawing because she is an artist. And I do love every mo- moment that they remind us. That this show, for sometimes making characters aggressively unmotivated, they're decently good at having them be doing Stuff. They do all have interests. Yes, and we do like we constantly are cutting in Simon as he's playing music. We uh, we cut in on Clary, and usually she's doing art, but like, and Alec is great because he's constantly just doing work, and they never <laughs> have to say what the work is. He just does work. Yep. He's in his office, and there's papers, and it's unclear. But he's doing work. Izzy has Izzy been, is doing science. Izzy has been pretty poor with it, honestly. Yes. A lot of times she's just met in the hallway. But this episode, they're like, oh, wait, Izzy likes science. A, this is when they gave her a job. But uh, <laughs> we'll get to that because uh, Jace did see Clary for a reason. Um, I will point out, like, I know they're supposed to be safe in the Institute, but the Institute has been breached so many times. Oh, that Clary just, like, plastic music too loud to hear. Yes. <laughs> Feels like, like something for some some possessed person to stab her in the back. Yes. I don't know. She's feeling comfortable. It's a good place to be. She's in a good headspace. Now, because she's dating Jace, though, 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 <laughs> Jace is like, Hey, Clary. So we've only done weird stuff. We only go out to do weird stuff. Do you want to go out to do something that's like normal for you? And Clary's like, it's so clearly he's asking, he's saying, let's go out to dinner. Yeah. And she is not picking up on it. No, she's like, oh, well, if you want to, I can draw you like a model. And she's like, well, no, no, no I, I'm asking you on a date, we Clary. A and she's like, a date? I'm like, you two have repeatedly slept in the same bed. I assumed you had sex. Like, I know that he has been having a lot of dreams about killing you. <laughs> but I guess that's what they were showing in the scene where she got up on top of him. And then he was like, no, let's just cuddle and stare into the darkness above us. And I know. For a while, they thought they were siblings. <laughs> but now that they know that they're not. They're, but like, there was, there was a time, there was a long time after that. And then after she broke up with Simon, Simon where the two of them just sort of like. Looked at each other. Yeah. 
I don't know. I guess it just felt like they've been dating for a long time. And I guess really it has just been. This entire show has taken place over like two months. Yeah. So I guess it's it's fair that she's like, like a date? So weirdly, as Jace goes to try to get help on a date, because he's never done a date before. And no. I'm sure Shadowhunters have weird courting rituals. Well, I think they're mostly in arranged marriages, aren't they? That's as far as we've seen. Um, um, they give they give Jace way too much guff for wanting to take Clary out. Like, everyone. Everyone's kind of mean to him. And the most infuriating person is Izzy, who okay. he sees next. So he goes to see Izzy, who is busy doing science, because that's what she does well, now. weapon stuff. Now, it's weapon science. It's yeah. armory science. I mean, he walks into the room and she's like, ah, do I have to fix your Stella again? And I think she does. He has it out. It's true. And that's, that's he's like, no. And then he's like, no, I mean, yes, but what I would like you to do is give me restaurant recommendations so I can take Clary to a nice restaurant because you're the person who knows her the best. Now, here's the thing. Now, number one, Izzy will come back with this with being like, Jace, you, you want to go out to a restaurant? Do you not? Mostly you're just like. But here's the thing that I feel like, by the way, that Izzy was introduced in the show. She and Jace have very similar ideas of when it comes to relationships. They're both, they're as horny as each other. They are a love him and leave him type. So her kind of judging him for being a love him and leave him type feels weird because that's... That's the thing that they both had. Well, and what he explicitly says is he wants to take her out for dinner. And then Izzy, for whatever reason, is like, you should take her to a movie in Flowers instead. What? Why? (laughs) I don't know why Izzy's so mean to him. I understand why she can't tell him a restaurant. Because she also hasn't been on... these. They're all shadow hunters. They all have the exact same thing. She's not going out to restaurants because, once again, just as horny as him... She's right. Yeah. Alec is the best one to pick because yes. Alec, because Magnus takes Alec out to restaurants, and they've been to every restaurant in the city, is but, what she says. But Jace, I swear, just kind of hand waves a very logical. He's just like, no, nah, I can't do that. I don't even remember the 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 excuse he His gives. His excuse is, I can't ask Alec because you know Clary better than anyone. Yeah, <laughs> which is, I'm Al, Jace. Jace, I'm so sorry to break this to you. Clary is not friends with Izzy. <laughs> Izzy is friends with Clary, but it doesn't go two ways. Yeah. yeah, no. And Clary only uses Izzy to talk about her problems with, not like... Her likes and dislikes. The things she enjoys. Uh, she talks about that with no one. <laughs> well, so she that, does. So that, I mean, yes, one person, but that was before. Anyway, speaking of, like, relationships... And Alec and Magnus. Alec and Magnus are hanging out together, and Magnus's magic... It's fine now. Yep, he's working fine. He can make his bed. Uh, they have a fun talk about shampoo, which sets up this mini theme again, where it's that Magnus likes making his own shampoo, and he likes taking showers, even though he can just magic clean himself. But but showers are, are chill, and they're fun, and Alec is like, I love you so much. Please make me shampoo, too. Uh, unfortunately, this is interrupted by just the, the worst cock block of all time, Lorenzo Ray. Lorenzo... Every time he enters, I will say this. He sucks, and I love him. (laughs) He looks like a magician. (laughs) Not a warlock. Not a sorcerer. Not a wizard. 
a magician. <laughs> so this magician <laughs> storms on into Magnus's home and is like, ha, you did this. You corrupted the ley line under my mansion. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I know you did this because I feel like the only person who is powerful enough to do this well, is he, Asmodeus. He says demonic energy mess with the ley line beneath my house. And I bet it was Asmodeus. Because, spoiler, we learn later it's not Asmodeus. It's just demonic energy in general. Well, Asmodeus is from Edom. Yeah. So As uh, is Jonathan. Yeah. So he's just like... I mean, at this point, that's the main place we've seen demons from. Is Yeah, as is What's-His-Face, a uh, greater demon who made Magnus and... Yeah, because they're all... Yeah. They're all they're all there. They're all from there. It, it helps because that's where Jonathan's from. They're all tied to Jonathan, yeah. except for Asmodeus. He just happens to be there. But, you know, whatever. Um, so, when a- after he leaves and Alex talking to Magnus, but like, hey, so why does he think you'd, like, know this Asmodeus stuff? Um, Magnus is forced to reveal that not only is Asmodeus the most powerful prince of hell, he's also Magnus's father. <laughs> Which is fine. Yeah. Whatever. I think like he sets up, he's the most powerful prince of hell, and then later he's like, actually, this magic was done by something more powerful than him. I'm like, so... Look, Kevin, not. <laughs> no, he is the most powerful prince of but hell. There's, but, the, but you forgot about the princesses and the kings and the queens and the jesters. Yeah, sexism. Mm-hmm. Sexism. Uh, A woman is more powerful than these men. Uh, Demons. So, yes. But the important thing is that he's also Magnus's dad. And Alex like... Because of course he is. Alex is like, okay. Like, I mean, huh. yeah. I, I knew you had a demon father. Yeah. I didn't really care who it was. Like, like... You do get a moment there where, where Alec is shocked. Because, I mean, this would be the equivalent of saying, it's like, yeah, man, Saddam Hussein's my dad. You'd be like, whoa, interesting. Or, uh, or on the flip side, I think Alec would react the same way if it was like, hey, King Charles of England is my dad. Like, oh. Oh. I met him. <laughs> now, uh, so they got to figure this out. It definitely is a problem. Trouble's brewing, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're going to have to track down what's going on here. But to do that, they need to test them ley lines. Which means they got to get into Lorenzo's mansion. But they can't do it from magic because Lorenzo's going to know. So we got to do, we got to look beyond the magic. We got to use hijinks. hijinks. It's time for some good old Alec and Magnus uh, goof-em-ups. Some mess arounds. I just have to say right now, I am so excited for this. (laughs) Alec never gets to have fun. Uh. You know whoever, who else doesn't get to have fun because they've got to study? Maya, remember, is at school for biology? Marine biology. Marine biology. Because they're doing, they're doing flashcards for biology. Yeah. I'm like, I know there's a more specific thing. She's not going there for biology. It's marine biology. You know, I don't understand why uh, Maya can go to university and Simon can't. He's a daywalker. He, he is signed up for university, but now he has a girlfriend, so he doesn't do... Anything. Simon sucks, and he not in a fun does. way like Lorenzo Ray. No. Uh, he also, as we for some reason set up, he also just to remind us he can't eat. He can't eat normal food. But he's, he's trying he's, to learn how. He's trying. Uh, but while this is going on, Russell, you remember Russell? Yeah. Russell. You know who else sucks? Rufus sucks. Russell sucks. <laughs> Russell. Okay. So Why are Ru- all of these men with R names who suck coming back in this episode? Russell is just staring at 
Maya. And I don't know what direction they gave this actor. Because doesn't he look sad? He does. It's like he loves Maya. He's like, oh. He's got like the puppy dog eyes going on. <laughs> and then they get to the back room and he's like, I don't like that you bring a vampire into our house. And Maya's like, not your Ruf, Not Rufus. Russell. Russell, you did this before and you've gotten your ass kicked so many times. Why do you think this will be different? Russell, it's the same thing every time. <laughs> every single time. You have one plot point luke is fine with this also i'm fine with this and i'm very powerful (laughs) uh and then (laughs) jace who at this point i feel like has also gone through all the shadow extras oh yeah go takes the last last ditch x option what the last ditch nah last ditch expert uh which is (laughs) simon so i call simon's like hey simon Tell me a restaurant. The best part of this scene is Simon is like, what? Jace, how did you get my phone number? Yeah. And Jace goes, it doesn't matter. Super angel tech. Come on. We're technologically advanced in this one. Or he looked at Clary's phone. That's true. I also could have done that. I also could have <laughs> stole Clary's phone. Uh, but he's like, hey, tell me a restaurant. And Simon lists like three. Yes. Including one that I guess puts off a trigger in his own mind. To be like, ooh, that's a good restaurant. Oh, that's a good restaurant. Because that'll be seated for later. Okay, I just want to say, though, Simon can't eat. No, but he loves Maya, and Maya can eat. I think Maya's a nice enough person not to go to a restaurant with him. Well, so we'll find out later. Simon has started carrying around a vial of blood. And I guess that if you, lets him eat human I food. I guess if you put enough blood on something, then it it's like, it's like the people who, like, if you burn a burger, they're like, just put a whole bunch of ketchup on it. Like, that is essentially the tactic he's using, which I guess works. I, I just think that probably you could just not go on dates to restaurants. There are so many things you can do on dates that are not restaurants. But he does seem to want to, like... He wants to be normal. We could have followed a line down where Simon wants to be, wants to pretend he's not a vampire. Mm -hmm. Because he can go into the sun, he can do a lot of things. So maybe he's like, well, if I can just eat, then I don't have to ever be reminded I am a vampire. But I feel like maybe he needs to say that or it it be implied more strongly. Because it's tenuous. I think it needs to feel like it is actually a character arc he's going on rather than his character arc of being nothing. Uh, Speaking of nothing, <laughs> Luke is just wandering around the Institute. Yeah, okay. Has the show forgotten that he... Uh, no, they know. They know he's a wolf. I, I but they go- treat him like he's a shadow hunter. I am going to... I can encapsulate the problem we've had with this whole adaptation of this series in one line that Luke says, which is where he said... When Clary asks him, what are you doing here? His answer is, oh... I'm running this case by whoever's on duty. These aren't cops. No one's a cop. No, no one's like they they like he, that's exactly what that, this is this is that is a line written by someone who has written for CSI. Yes. That's someone for law and order because that is an insane way to phrase people raised from birth to fight monsters and this guy who is a werewolf 
being like, I'm going to run this case by whoever's on duty. And you could phrase it differently <laughs> where he's like, I've been investigating a lot of super weird murders well, and I have to go talk well, to we, Izzy. We learn what happens is that he got he got the details about the Tim case, about yeah. Tim. Um, and he, I don't know. It's just the way, phrasing it that way, I don't usually like being like oh it's an encapsulation of the whole series but it feels like that is such a defined moment of like yep that is who's writing this show and that is where y'all and it's not the kind of effed up this adaptation yeah it's not the kind of like show thing that the rest of the show doesn't feel like that but they constantly make it feel like that which is it gets even worse luke's entire thing this episode is just being from a different tv show he's also there so he can be clary's dad yes clary says she's going out on a date there's a weird moment there where it feels like she's trying to get out of it by yeah being like if you like to i can work i can just ditch jace and work on this case which <laughs> makes no sense with her emotions later in the episode but yeah. okay yeah uh but no she's gonna go off on her date he's gonna go to Izzy, which I'm confused about, she's the weapons master. She's the armorer. No, she's there to do science. No, she's there because the shadow extras don't count as people. Even though one of them will have a very big role this episode. Well, that's because he's not a shadow extra. (laughs) Do, Do you know how much the shadow extras don't count as people? Later, Luke will visit Izzy and he'll be like, hey... Well, where'd everyone else go? And, and she, someone walks, and someone walks by. Beh- people are walking around behind him. Like, she's not working alone. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the people who matter aren't there. <laughs> Why did you do that? So Luke delivers the file with more information about the possession and yeah. good people killing their family members. And Izzy decides she's going to search the footage. For the moment of possession. I'm mostly shocked they haven't done that before. What footage, Kevin? Who footage? CCTV. CCTV cameras. (sighs) And they're all over the place. There's cameras everywhere. Um, I'm mostly amazed that, like, Luke has to bring this in for her to be like, you know what we should do? We should follow Tim. (laughs) We We should see what happened. The moment's... Before Tim killed his wife out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Uh, so now to the fun middle (laughs) storyline. Alec has arrived at Lorenzo's mansion to be a distraction. Yes. He's like, hey, look, man, if you think Magnus was the one who did this. I was like, oh, Ron's like, and I have proof. What proof? Come inside and I'll talk. (laughs) No proof. He just feels it. Uh, But he's like, if you feel... Like, Magnus might be the one who did it. Well, I mean, the law is the law. <laughs> you know how it is. So, Lorenzo being the most easily distractible man in the world, yeah. um, Alec unlocks the door so that Magnus can just can sneak in. Sneak in and hide behind the couch. And then he tricks Lorenzo into making him a very pretentious drink, which no, is just an old-fashioned. just an old-fashioned, but Lorenzo... Makes explain. it pretentious. Well, once again, a sub-theme. Lorenzo says... That he could just conjure it, but you but it tastes better when he makes it by hand. Hmm. It's I maybe we're gonna go somewhere with this. I don't think it, so. It just feels so weird that like it's almost a thing that's going on here. Uh, 
Because I never feel like Magnus was overly reliant on his mat. Like, it's, not a, it's not a lesson Magnus needs to learn. No, because one of his favorite things is a gift that well, Alec bought him with money when they were in Japan. Well, he's also an example of it. He says, I make shampoo. Yeah. Though, I mean, I guess someone can still be an example shampoo. of it and still be a lesson they have to learn anyway. Just talking about themes. Uh, Speaking of, nope, there's no nope. themes here. Jace and Clary. <laughs> Arrive at the restaurant. And they go to Woods. And unfortunately, I feel like Clary set Jace up for failure by not explaining to him how restaurants, restaurants work. work. I guess he did say it's a surprise. Maybe she didn't even think they were going to a restaurant. But Jace does not know that fancy, trendy restaurants often will require reservations. Well, I mean, it, it feels like they're going out on like a Friday or a Saturday. Yeah. So, so just knowing restaurants like that probably need... Like, let's, yeah, they need a reservation. They don't have one, but they do have, because this is a hip, trendy restaurant, <laughs> a communal table. You know, this one time I went to a restaurant with our mom and dad yeah, and my ex, Jeff. And you, you know how Jeff was. He was like a man who wanted to take charge of situations. So yeah. he went up and he talked to the hostess and he came back and he was like, oh, they have a 45-minute wait unless you want to sit at the communal table. And dad looked at him and was like, absolutely not. No one ever wants that. <laughs> okay. So we did not do that. Also, 45 minutes isn't that long of a wait. Yeah, I've done, I've done, I've done, we were in Kimberly. I guess, yeah. I've done an hour and a half wait and you just go out for a walk somewhere. Yeah. Uh, if you're with people you like, you can do that. Uh, these people like each other, but do you know who they don't like? <laughs> that when they arrive at the communal table, of course, it's Maya and Simon. Hilarious. Oh my God. Great. Perfect. What wacky hijinks. And fortunately, I love this. It's like they ease us into the more serious situations by being like, all right, wacky hijinks. They're at they're at a restaurant, but oh no, their exes are there to sneaking around and doing some <laughs> magic. And this is where the hijinks actually are. Because the best thing about this is Alec has crazy eyes this entire episode. <laughs> There's a lot of him just like wide-eyeing Lorenzo and Lorenzo not figuring it out. <laughs> like, and he does this like crazy smile when he's lying. I, it's so funny. I think you can make an argument that Alec is, man, really good at tricking Lorenzo. Lorenzo. I think you can make a strong argument that Lorenzo's an idiot. Yep. Because <laughs> literally Alex Alex is like, not yo, good you got a it. pot upstairs? And Lorenzo's like, oh, you mean my ceramics? Yes. It's a Ming vase. I love ceramics. I have all these ceramics. And like, can we get a tour? <laughs> of course you can get a, get a tour. Let me just turn and never turn around. I mean, never face the other direction <laughs> at all. <laughs> Let me, let's go upstairs. Like Alec is clearly on the edge of panic this entire time. But fortunately, Lorenzo is just so excited to be the High Warlock of Brooklyn, a position that Magnus made up. Uh, Magnus, however, is here to test some lines. He's gonna do some magic science. Alright, uh, Luke has decided, back at the Institute, Luke has mm. decided that he needs another daughter. <laughs> So he returns to the Institute. I don't know if he ever left. And he's like, Izzy, why are you the only one what? sitting in front of a computer? <laughs> Izzy, why are you the only person with lines here? And she goes, oh, well, I took on extra work, so everyone, everyone could go out. <laughs> what? She... She speaks like someone who has never brought... Like, she she never said, oh, I'll take on extra work so you can go. No one's aware she's doing it. 
Well, and like, I'm sorry, the only people who went out are Clary and Jace. Alec is on a mission. It's true. <laughs> Alec is dealing with something. He's doing a shadow hunter job. And then Izzy gets a little bit woe is me as she's like, no. My life doesn't matter much right now. I'm like, what are you going through? <laughs> when did this start? Is this what the doctor flirted with her? And she was like, no, just want my snack. <laughs> then And then Luke will... The, what follows is a, just a series of non sequiturs as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Luke is like, hey, I felt guilty about when I spent time with the circle. And then I joined up the NYPD. You should date someone. Is... <laughs> Yeah. Well, he says, he's like, I really threw myself into my police work, but then I couldn't see Jocelyn as much as I wanted to. <laughs> Wait, what is this twisting, what? turning, what what maze of his mind are we going through? And he says, well, I don't have a Jocelyn. And he's like, you could. You could if you didn't work so much. Hey, focus on yourself. When you when you understand yourself, you can find someone else. I, I, they're at the beginning of his meandering speech <laughs> he, when he says I felt guilty about my time with the circle and I joined the NYPD I feel like to make up for it I was like oh I'm like well first of all is, is he trying to make up for something no D- like, does, oh. he, does he know about her drug addiction no you know what would have been a lot better what could have been a cool storyline from her also last episode if she was really on the Sebastian train if she was mm. like no Sebastian is the so, like, I'm the person who brought him in because it is worth feeling she could feel bad that she is the way, reason that, that Sebastian got in there and that could have been presented in this scene or this episode or her character but instead he t- he changes it to being like just generally focus on yourself but isn't that kind of the same storyline as when she became obsessed with Max yeah, but I care less about Max. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it, an episode is named after this. Max should be dead. I like the idea that Izzy, like, Izzy's thing could have been that she doesn't work well with others. Yeah. She's, con- she like, she's too independent, if you will. She... It has to do everything herself. That's what. That's honestly very close. She's working late. She does. That's why she has constantly so many jobs. Well, and that's she takes responsibility for Max. She takes yeah. responsibility for Sebastian. She takes responsibility for all these things. And sh- and Luke could be like, "Hey, you need to let other people in." You and all you have to be responsible for yourself. And sometimes to be responsible responsible for yourself requires trusting others, caring for yourself, and. Being an individual who doesn't need other people are not the same thing. And that would be cool. Instead, we get whatever Luke said. Look, they don't know what to do with Luke when he's not being a dad. Yeah. Well, she's having trouble finding someone to date. That doctor seemed to be into her, but he is a mundane. And mm-hmm. she and she can't date any of these people. None of them have lines. Uh, so instead, so we have to go to... A scene with people who do have lines. And the date is weird. In, also, the date is weird, but I didn't realize one bit of information wasn't aware there. Because at the beginning, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's definitely weird. Because, like, Clary and Simon used to use a date, date. And Maya and Jay slept together. And Maya tried to kill Clary. And Simon has Simon drank Jace's blood when he thought he was Clary. But what we will find out in the scene, and there are other things I want to talk about. Yes, absolutely. I want to talk about them as well. But what we will find out in the scene 
is the only person who knows that Jason Maya hooked up. Was Jonathan Sebastian. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was common knowledge. I, yeah, I thought it was like a thing that was like being whispered around. I thought Izzy, I think Izzy might know. Maybe. It makes, you know what? Clary not knowing makes sense. Clary is unable to see outside herself. So it's true. And Simon's not around. And I got to think Maya's going to just bring that up. Like, by the way. I did do this. Yeah. But I'm here's a- another reason why Clary sucks. So Jace would like to share an appetizer. Yeah. Cute. Adorable. Yeah. Clary says, pick whatever you would like. And he's like, well, you can't go wrong with oysters. And she goes, And it will be revealed in this that she does not like seafood. Yeah. Now that she's not allergic to it, she doesn't like it. Which is, I'm sorry, if you have that strong of a preference, you do not say pick whatever you like. Yeah. Well, yeah. And and if somebody does say like, pick whatever you like, like, oh, then you just have to be like, oh, actually, I don't like, I don't like oysters. And guess what? Most people just be like, oh, okay, then I'll pick something else. But then he picks a different seafood. So you have to like do a return. You know, I've gotten into seafood. Can we get this instead? So, So like the date is weird. It's, here's the thing, it's honestly mostly Simon. Mm. It's partially Clary. It's a little bit of Jace. Maya will look angry at one point, but she's actually fine, fine. the entire time. But <laughs> while this is going on, while Clary's doing her weird, like, uh, ooh, I, I don't know how to. It, it's like Clary's trying to be a cool girl. Yeah, and Simon. Now, here's the Clary could do that, and that's on that's Clary's that's her thing. Problem. And if she wants to, that's not even a big deal. Like maybe she maybe she is deciding in her head, you know what? I'm not because she's not allergic to it. That's very important to me. Yes, she's she not just allergic. Doesn't like she might, it. Maybe she has decided, you know what? Maybe I will try oysters. Mm-hmm. He likes it. Maybe I'm down for that. Maybe that's a decision I made. At this point, Simon, on the other <laughs> hand, leans over and goes, "She doesn't like oysters. She doesn't like anything with shell fit or shells on it." And, like, and then finally he leans over. He's like, order the burrata salad. No, no, no. Because Jace is like, well, how about a flatbread? We got a flatbread. And then Simon's like, burrata salad. I'm like, no, Simon, chill let, out. Let Jace and Clary figure it out on their own. <laughs> and Maya, is this is chill? where Maya looks angry. But once again, she gets over it. And then it never comes up again. But come on, Simon. You're not dating Clary. Anymore. <sighs> anyway, they get drunk. They get drunk. They, they go to cocktails. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, there's a bit of banter going around. It's actually kind of fun because nothing gets very serious. Simon has to put blood on, on his fish tacos. And first, Jace thinks it's ketchup. Then when he says blood, he's like, that's even grosser, which is fair. <laughs> and then Clary has to ask Maya a very, very <laughs> important question. Yo, Maya. When you transform, where the clothes go? And you know what? I love it. I do want that. That's a question we asked. And yeah. I theorized exactly what she says, which is she's kind of got, got a high pants around. <laughs> and then you get some like, like fun. <laughs> it's funny because they do. There's a little bit here where they're kind of talking like people who are outside the show. Because Maya's like, well, you know, it's actually I'd rather be a werewolf than a shadow hunter. How do you remember all those runes? I like how Jace's answer is, well, you only you only focus on the ones you care about. The which, ones you like. Which is reasonable. Yeah. But also, well, I mean, we learned it from birth. Yeah. Also, they're on your body. It's like. It's not like you have to remember them in your head. It's true. Um, I mean, some of them they do draw out, but those are the ones you have to remember. I always think it's like, like, well, I mean, it's like how you remember the alphabet. I learned it when I was a child. <laughs> you didn't learn to be a werewolf when you were a child. 
Uh, I mean, technically, yes, because she was like 16 or 17. Yeah, but. But. So, you know, that's going back and forth. And then she's like, oh, I don't want to be covered in tattoos, which prompts Jace to bring up the butterfly tattoo. Ooh. Ooh. Which is in a, as Simon says, a hard to find place. And then Clary goes, well, obviously Jace saw it after a transformation. That's just. (laughs) Sorry. That implies to me that we're not talking about, like, a butterfly lower back tattoo. Yeah, it's not a tramp stamp. It feels like, like an inner thigh thing. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you can be like, what? Like, how'd you see that? Well, she sometimes she wears, like, high... She, like, bends over. Like, it's, it's actually very visible. Uh, but no, and there are very else. few hard-to-find tattoo spots. And there was a moment where I thought that it would get suddenly very... But they all kind of are just like... Ooh. <laughs> like, that's where it goes. All right, we have to get back to this investigation. I'm kind of going a little yeah. bit longer on some of this stuff. So back at Ye Olde Mansion, yeah. it, Alec is so... He's just... Well, I, I mean, Magnus is continuing his investigation, and, like, the ley line, his, the stuff he's measuring is so powerful, blows him back, which makes him, like, knock a chunk out of the wall. <laughs> and then <laughs> Lorenzo's like... Do you hear something? Alex's only response is, no. <laughs> Which doesn't work. So they go down to check. But fortunately, Magnus has already like, cleaned it up. And what he tells Alec when they meet. Outside of the literally, mansion. Literally, I think the backyard as well. Yeah, I don't know how Alec got himself out of there. I cannot imagine it was smooth. <laughs> I need to pee in your yard. It's a mundane thing. <laughs> uh, they learn that it is demonic energy from Edom, but it's not uh, It's not his dad. He would no, recognize He his would dad. know. This is something more powerful <gasps> demon Q- mummy yeah yeah cue to the the ballroom from hell uh where more good people have killed the people their love and then this is actually very weird it's weird to me but it makes a lot of sense and actually i think proves how much demon mom is about effectiveness yeah. and not just aesthetics because she has people kill someone they love yeah and then come back and she doesn't like fully slit their neck and kill them and that she just bleeds them and then sends them back out to kill another person they love it's like she, Aaron, she's got to be efficient with her disciples yeah, like that's efficiency she's only got 33 of them left look demon mom has been thinking about this for a long time <laughs> uh so but while this is going on catalina loss is once again she's a wizard well she's a warlock, warlock. who has decided to use her magic for good yeah but she maybe she's relying on it too much because like she walks over this guy's in pain. She doesn't do any of her nurse stuff. She just starts with, oh, "I'm gonna do some magic to uh to help with your pain." Unfortunately, Until... it's at the same time that Demon Mummy was doing her bleeding things. Yep. So makes a surge. Uh, Luke will when they come in. Oh, she turns blue during this as well. Yes. Yeah. There, I told you. Uh... <laughs> she's been blue twice now this episode. Perfect. Uh, Luke. Covers up and is like, ah, it's a power surge. But one person did die off screen. And Katarina <laughs> is not okay with that. It's it's an interesting choice to the point that I think they must have talked about in the writing room. To kill someone. To kill someone. But off screen. He, mm-hmm. And not the guy we see. Right? So, like, that is, that's an like, that had to have been a conversation they had. I, that they're like, oh, no, no. We don't want it to be, like, Katarina. It's like, not directly her fault. But it is 
to kind of like indirectly it, like maybe the surge would have happened even if she wasn't doing her magic but we don't know yeah it, it, she it, doesn't know it's a weird thing where they're like well we we got to be careful we gotta be i'm like you know what honestly he could have died and i would have been like it's fine it's the same thing as like sometimes that happened like she that was not the intended yeah. outcome of her action and i think if they're leaning more into maybe warlocks need to learn that magic can't solve every problem, she would have done it. it. I wonder if she was a bigger character if they would have let that man die. Because we've only met then her we a could have had, Then we could have had more of her. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I still think they could have, like, shunted that off into the overall theme of magic. Magic. Uh, so that's something to deal with. Uh, meanwhile, the date is done. So we're going to follow our two couples separately. First, the one that works out. So Simon... Tries to be pretty cool about the Maya and Jace thing, but also I, on, he's I like... I mean, mm. no, honestly, I think he is cool about it. I think it. he is cool about it. Because, like, he sets up in such a way where she's like... Where it's, she thinks he's worried about it, and he's like, no, 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 it's fine. Like, you weren't... We weren't together. I just assume Jace has slept with everyone. I assume he's going to sleep with me at some point. <laughs> like, they are cool about it, and they're just essentially checking to make sure that each other... Are is cool. cool about it. Like, Let's like, stay focused on the present. I want you to know that I'm cool about it. And she's like, cool. I'm glad to know you're cool about it because I'm also cool about it because I like this. So now, Clary and Jace. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the main series romance. So Clary is not upset just, that he slept with Maya. It's just weird that, like, the only girl you don't want to be with. Is me. And that's the moment where I'm like, oh, they haven't had sex. In fact, it seems like I guess he's actively being like, no, let's not have sex. That would have been nice to see more of. Uh-huh. Or to hear her express to her best friend, Izzy. You know, I've been, well, and like, it could be fun because Izzy is also Jace's sister. Yeah, and so. she's like, no, can't hear about this. Could have been a fun, cool scene. Instead, I didn't realize this was a problem. And it's weird when she says, you don't want to be with me. Well, also, why was she vibing so much and having fun at the beginning of the... Is that why she didn't want to go on the date? Because Jace doesn't want to sleep with her? That is, like, it's fine if she's awkward with him because of that. But it's never been, it's never been like she's awkward with him. It's he's awkward with her. It's very him-centric mm-hmm. towards her. And they didn't do a good job of setting up that she... Was worried about anything, honestly. Well, and then the response to this. <laughs> he he does some Harry Met Sally nonsense where he's talking about the little details about her. This was ripped directly from him and Harry Met Sally. Uh, but there is no hint in this scene that he is worried he's going to kill her. Yeah, instead he says... I'm worried that, like, like, I do love you. I love, the reason you're different is because I do like you a lot. And if I go too quickly, what if you see something in me that you don't like? Like how I think I might kill you. But And I, the thing <laughs> is, it could be both. And I don't know if it's bad writing or bad acting it, or bad directing. I can't tell. It's it, all of it. Because it's very unclear why he's having nightmares about killing Clary. Because, I mean... Is she supposed to be the Falcon? (laughs) (laughs) No, Kevin, it's because he didn't have the Shadowhunter's baptism. (laughs) That doesn't demon, The demon possessed him and the demon is Jonathan. (laughs) 
Except Jonathan doesn't want to kill Clary either. Jonathan also wants to sleep with Clary. (laughs) It's so weird. Like, (laughs) it it feels like he lies to her in this scene. But he's not acting like he's lying. No. And the editing is not suggesting that he's lying. And the music is swelling in a romantic way. Yeah, but then later he will have a dream where once again he kills Clary and she goes like, why? Like, what does this have to do with your worry that if you have sex with her, she'll see something she doesn't like? Unless if that's something she doesn't like is that you think she's a falcon. <laughs> anyway, no more falcons, just ley lines. Alec has got everyone together and he has a plan. Alec has figured something out. I wanted, oh, I'd love, so his plan is that they're going to, I love this scene so much because it, it, it makes sense, but it's also so dumb. Uh, what they're going to do is they're going to flood the ley lines with angelic energy using their superpower angelic core. You know, the <laughs> thing that everyone knows about that's in every institute that could activate the soul sword. <laughs> but before it was like a uh, like a tube that came out of the ground, but I guess that was just like the access port. We see it in this one, and it is full-on sci-fi reactor core nonsense. It's Dungeon prison cell. They use angel power to power their future tech. What? (laughs) Who read this book series and was like, future tech? There's no tech in Shadowhunters. (laughs) So they have their angel source. What they're going to do is they're going to flood the ley lines with angelic energy. As Clary puts it, they're going to use magic Drano. And I wanted a scene where Alec went to the bathroom flushed the toilet, looked down, and saw it, saw the water spinning in and said, I have a plan. Because <laughs> we we have no indication of how Alec came to this plan. No, no. Um, so one, the, now the biggest problem that some people are going to have is that there are no ley lines underneath uh, the church. And they did it on purpose because ley lines are magic energy and it could affect the church, so mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So what Magnus is going to do, he's going to essentially like, Pull some ley lines towards the towards church. the church and hold them there for the Drano flush. And now, Raj hates this. Raj hates this so much, but he, <laughs> which you know what, there is some stuff here. Like, yeah, it could blow up the institute, it could blow up New York. But as they're putting out, they're like, but just ley lines getting messed with could also damage New York. And he's like, well, not if we kick all the warlocks out. Okay, but Raj's main concern, what it'll keep circling back to is, this could destroy the physical building of the Institute, which then means shadow hunters can't ever shadow hunt again. Yes. Which is hyperbolic. It is, because it feels like they could leave. Um, if they're worried know, about the people. Well, Alex says, he's like, okay, all non-essential staff yeah. is if, getting out of here. It feels like the like the problem should be, and maybe would have Raj have a song or leg to stand on, is like, but this could blow up New York. But he he does, he is he not worried he about is, New York. Well, and to be fair, that is in Raj's idea, but I feel like the limit we know with Raj, he should just leave. And uh, I've never, never felt like, Raj was dedicated to the cause. Well, no. What I've never felt like is that I never felt like it's like, oh man, if the inst- if this institute is blown up, 
I mean, do they feel like they have a bunch of artifacts there that are important that they keep? Well, can't they take those too? It's not like the, they have a certain time frame they're working within. Yeah, here is the. I mean, they have a. They have a. They they don't. They have like a general time frame because obviously it's the idea of bad stuff is happening. One more bad stuff to happen. The this is once again to the conflict of the fact that because they're so technologically advanced, they could just pull drives and walk out. It's not like yeah. we have archives back there. Thousands yeah. of years they, of, of, sh- of Shadow Hunter history. They don't if, have books. If this place blows up, we'll lose all of that. We can't like they and really what it comes down to is honestly, this is the most manufactured conflict ever. They just needed a final like exciting thing to happen. Well, and the other thing is Raj does not actually give an alternative plan because quarantining the warlocks is not, not actually helpful. <laughs> no, because well, cause the, the magic lay- is still going to magic. Yeah, the ley lines are still corrupted. They're still doing weird things. And I don't. And it seems logical that just because the warlocks aren't there doesn't mean whatever's corrupting the ley line still isn't a problem. Now, not only that, when things actually get started, and things do get started, so Magnus and Alec head down. And Magnus pulls all the ley lines together. And that's when it's like things are starting to like get chaotic. He's trying to hold the ley lines together. And then what Raj does, which is insane. Raj, um, random, random shadow hunter number seven. Apparently has the authorization to lock the head of the Institute out of the system. This also doesn't make sense for Raj, because he's scared if the ley lines are connected to the Institute and a surge happens, that surge will go into the angelic core. So he stops the wrong part of the problem. Like, someone needed to bonk Magnus on the head and drag him away. Yeah, because his idea is just like, well, now he can't do the thing where they open up the, in- where they do the angelic core. I don't know what that last thing is, but the the way that it is set up is that if the surge reaches the Institute, well, the ley lines are connected. That's the problem. Not whatever, like, magic dumping they have to do. So, so he actively makes it more dangerous by stalling out how long the ley lines are connected to the Institute. It's like he thinks that Magnus can only collect can only connect the lane lines for like 30 seconds. Which brings me to the other problem with this. Lay L- Magnus, just disconnect the ley lines and be like, oh, hey, it's not it's not working. Oh, okay. All right. I'll we'll, disconnect them. We'll disconnect them. Let's figure out what's going on here. And yeah. We'll... I'll, I'll drink some <laughs> martini and get my energy back. This, this is what I mean by this is so manufactured. We don't have a time limit. We don't have anything like that. So we just have to have Raj decide to go insane. <laughs> Well, and then we find out that Raj is so powerful that no no one can undo his locking what, out. What There's ev- no override code. Whatever he did. So instead, um, Alec needs to open up a panel to a steampunk, like, throwing switch. And if he just throws the switch, it's fine. He, he's got to use the manual release, but it's old and it's steampunky, so he's got to write, he's got to activate the strength rune Which, of his, course, is on his bicep. Of course it is, and then he pulls it, and then the wave, and uh, then meanwhile, they're doing the sacrifice in the ballroom from hell, and the two waves hit, but the angelic wave pushes it away, and 
blows up a lot. Well, it doesn't blow up. It sends a wave through the ballroom, but it does not damage the altar. So the altar is safe. Demon mom's happy. No, demon mom is too scared. That's true. She is. Very Her scared. face is too scared. She wishes it's a, mi- it's a minor setback. I like how it's like she didn't think anyone would care. She's doing what she's doing. <laughs> like you're in a city with an institute in it. And like the, I feel like the normal response from a supervillain is like, oh, they tried to fight back. I'm going to fight back double strong. Like, she should be angry, not scared. Why didn't she do this in, like, I don't know. What's the capital of New York? Manhattan. No, state. Oh, state? Isn't Al- it New York City? No, it starts with an A. Albany. Albany. Why didn't she do this in Albany? Yeah, why is she in the city where <laughs> she knows the Institute is? Why didn't she just go anywhere else? I'm sure people have families that they, that they love to kill in, like... I don't know. Jersey. Okay, but here's the thing. Jonathan. Yeah. Was in the city. Take his body elsewhere. She's too weak to carry that large man. Oh, man. Uh, So they they did it. They did the thing. Raj is banished with his friends to an island. Okay. This, I don't, I'm going to talk about the books. Sure. So. You got some time. Alec. Yeah. Alec, head of the New York Institute, has Mm -hmm. the power to banish Raj and his friends? Yeah, he had some other people there with him. To R- Ragnall Island. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Okay, Can't be so Ragnall. Can't be Rath. I thought it was a W. It is W. So oh. it is a Oh, research- W-R. Yeah. Sorry. I thought it was thinking of Ragnall Fell. <laughs> Ragnar <laughs> Fell. Ragnor. There we go. So it's like a research uh, outpost, essentially in the Antarctic. Yeah. And it is a reference from the books. Okay. Oh, I think I know where you're going with this. It's it. They definitely picked a reference, but did not consider the further implications of it. Yeah. Okay. So what happens in the books yeah. is, as you know, the Sealy Queen sucks. Yeah. So the Sealy Queen refuses to support the entire Shadow World Ooh. in their fight against um, Valentine. Makes sense. She has her own realm. She doesn't yeah. care about them. So it's, it's not just a New York thing. It's the entire Shadow Realm. Mm-hmm. They do this whole battle where Clary develops a ruin where each um, Shadow Hunter is paired up yeah, with the Downworlder. Yeah, we talked about this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Sealies aren't there. They're like yeah. actively working against them. Yeah. And so once the entire war is over, the Shadow Hunter Council, like yeah. the Consul and the Inquisitor, like the high ups are like, well, F, like the Sealies really effed us over. That really sucked. So they they don't get to be a part of our um our council. Yeah, yeah they're kicked out. Yeah. They're kicked out. Yeah. And anyone who has Sealy blood, out of here. Yeah. So there are like there's a the Blackthorns, a Shadow Hunter family mm-hmm. whose parents were both killed during Jonathan's uprising. Yeah. Which does not happen in this TV show. Yep. So irrelevant. But their parents were both killed. Only the kids are left, but yeah. the two oldest kids are half Sealy. They, and, got, they got the boot. Yeah, so one of them gets kidnapped by, um, oh my god, what is it called? You know the Fey Wild Ride, who like kidnaps the Wild Hunt. Yeah, the Wild Hunt. Yeah. So one of them gets kidnapped by the Wild Hunt. Mm-hmm. The other one gets sent by the entire Shadow Hunter Council yeah. to Ragnall Island. Yeah. So they obviously like picked a reference, but they didn't figure out like uh, I think the that's fine. scale. Fine, because obviously in this world, like. New York is the most important place. Well, yeah, and also there wasn't the whole thing where, like, that seems like they're using it like a prison. Almost. Like, well, like I don't know. He he he's like, hey, you're you're re. But it's it's also not a prison. They send the girl there, being like, yep, you're gonna do go do research there for. Yeah, it's it's yeah. I mean, like, I think this is fine. They were what he called. They were re not redeployed. They were reassigned but... to Antarctica. 
the, the, thing, the thing that I would mostly say about it is that, like, that's a reference, but for me, I'm just like, cool, an island, I guess. If this is exactly. Antarctica, I'd exactly. Like, Ooh, Antarctica. I just feel like the scale of all of it is nothing. Mm. Uh, so we're gonna, let's let's catch up, with, let's finish up with some storylines here. So after they did all that, Alec and Magnus have a little talk, and he's like, "Magnus, I need to clear some things up about you. I don't care about your dad. <laughs> I need to I need to make sure you understand. I don't care about your dad. I don't care about any of your old stuff. I like you right now. And that's pretty much it." But I do think we should try to track this we, demon. Well, we definitely need to deal with the other demon. Like, we're not done here, but just so you understand personally. Don't don't care about your dad. Also, I guess Lorenzo Ray is like, I'm the one who did it. I saved the warlocks. You did nothing. <laughs> you weren't even there. <laughs> uh, Jay streams, he kills Clary again. Cool. Uh, Izzy is <laughs> up at 3 a.m., you know, working hard. Okay, but Jace walks in, and he's like, oh my god, I can't believe you're still up. And she's like, yeah, I'm working really hard. And then a shadow extra walks by them. She's not the yeah, only one up. Yeah, yeah. They, once again, they're not people. I would not be surprised if in, like, the penultimate episode of this series, they're just they're just like, no, we're the only ones here. And Clary's like, well, what about all those people? What people, Clary? There's no one here but us. <laughs> it's only ever been us three. <laughs> she's just been mesmerized the entire time but what she did do is she's been looking through the footage and she found uh the moment that tim was possessed i guess on like cctv cameras maybe a security camera Well, because it is on the street and it's from high up and far away zoomed in and that bird-faced man is eating his yeah. soul so we get clear clarified here that that is not how possession normally works and they've never seen a demon like that before Ooh. we have one last thing we need to figure out because okay. simon is playing guitar in his boathouse which, as he does so i think because maya's in the restaurant yep does maya work maya works at the restaurant right no she works at the hunter's moon right there is a moment also where that where maya's the one who pays for the the tab and i'm like yeah, how would anyone else do it? Simon doesn't have a job. Clary doesn't have a job. Chase doesn't have a job. Unless if they have, like, shadow hunter funds that they... They must get, like, a per diem they can use. Yeah, they must, they must have, like, yeah, we did some investments in... Like, we, we, we let out a little bit of our technology every so often <laughs> to, like, for, like, for, like, deals so we can get some money and we just give money to all of the shadow hunters so they can... Spend money in the real world. Is Bill Gates a shadow hunter? No. Uh, <laughs> Elon Musk? Oh, yeah. He sucks, like yeah. Luther uh, yeah, Ray. So, yes, no, he is one, because he sucks. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now, <laughs> also, he just takes, uh, j- just like shadow hunters, doesn't do any of his own work. He just takes uh, credit for other things. work, people's work. Anyway, Simon is playing some guitar, and he's visited by some werewolves, and this exact scene has happened about four times. Okay, so the wolves have decided, again. We're gonna kick you out, and you're not gonna tell Luke that we did it. Like, how do you think this is gonna work, Russell? <laughs> Russell, what do you think Simon what? can tell Luke that he's gonna believe? What, and what do you think, if he is not scared of you right now, why do you think he'd be like, oh, Luke, no, I just decided I'm gonna move out. No, he's gotta be like, by the way, Luke, your dude threatened me again. <laughs> who, who did it? Who do you think, Luke? Russell, Russell is, and that long-haired dude. Russell is the dumbest man alive. Yeah. Well, the long-haired dude uh, is the one with the bat. So he takes a 
base. I guess he's a werewolf, so he's super strong. I was like, he takes a bat, baseball bat swing at a, even a vampire. Is like, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> but Simon raises his hands to protect himself, and then the, the the magic branding that he's like, ah, probably nothing, glows, and a shield appears around him, and boom, long-haired man is thrown against a delivery truck. Look, here's the thing. I know what's on his face, and it's supposed to make any punishment coming upon him go back on the person who's doing it to him sevenfold. I see that's, I, se- that's about sevenfolds a baseball bat from a ba- from a werewolf. He usually makes people dissolve. Well, yeah, but he wasn't killing him. He was hitting him with a baseball I guess, bat. I guess he's a vampire, so. If, if, if the rules are sevenfold... He got he swung with a baseball bat and got hit back with a sevenfold baseball bat. Yeah, like, okay. If someone stabs you and you get stabbed, se- like I don't think that means you get stabbed seven times. You get sevenfold of a stabbing injury. Yeah, so it's, which I think could disintegrate is- someone. Okay. P- potentially. But a baseball bat, baseball bat from a werewolf to a vampire. Okay. Also, yeah, maybe he, into a maybe van. he wasn't thrown with full with with full strength. I. I'm just going by the rule that you that you have set up. Maybe it's yeah. different in the show, but that's true. Sevenfold. I'd say that's about a sevenfold hit. Yeah, I do like that we get to see not just a baseball bat, but we also get to see bat in this episode. In oh case yeah, we forgot about. Oh him. yeah, they for some reason decided to put bat and Maya. I guess we're hanging out. Just the two cool werewolves. The ones who don't hate also, Simon. Also, they came out so soon. So obviously Maya would also, like, she was already, she warned Simon that they were going to swing with a baseball bat. So, of course, she'd be like, no, Simon didn't leave because he wanted to. He left because Russell, the guy who twice you decided not to kill. I'm not saying Luke should have killed him. I'm saying no. Russell should be aware that twice Luke has decided not to kill him. Again, Russell is the <laughs> dumbest man alive. All right, Aaron. Yes, Kevin. So this episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? Did I find a CW moment? Did I find a moment where Logic just had like a really mysterious interaction with the Sealy Queen and decided, hmm, well, I don't have to care about that. I would say a branding is a bit more than a mysterious interaction. (laughs) Oh, she branded me. How mysterious. Hmm. Also, ow. (laughs) Um, I am going to point out the dumbest question that Alec has ever asked. <laughs> so Alec and Magnus are like back in his apartment. Magnus's magic is doing pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, no, for exposition, for exposition, Alec had to be like, what's the deal with the ley lines? I thought only fairies used them. I'm like, no, Alec, you don't get to ask that question. You were the smartest man. <laughs> well, and then Magnus is like, oh, no, the ley lines are the origin of all magic, and so they can become corrupted like anything else. And I thought that was dumb at the moment. But then later in the episode, when Raj knows that the reason the institutes are not built on ley lines is to keep them away from magic, I was like, Why? Why wouldn't Alec know that? Alec is like the son of the leaders of the Institute. Alec is the hope and the dream of the Shadowhunters. Why doesn't Alec know about ley lines? And and here's what I'll say. I I can already pitch a better way to phrase it. You have Alec say, I didn't think ley lines could get corrupted. They have Magnus be, well, ley lines are the focus of power for both fairies and warlocks. Mm -hmm. 
And just like any stream of water, there can be corruption that enters the stream. Because I think it's reasonable that he's like, I know what ley lines are, especially my shadow hunters do, but it could be weird, like weird to learn that ley lines can be corrupted with and demonic energy. Then you can do the same thing with Raj later. Yeah, he's like, where Raj is just afraid. Yeah, he's heard the word corruption. He's like, well, if we can't have corruption touch us. If they're corrupted, we yeah, like. I can already pitch a better way of like, doing wh- this. Why did they phrase this to make Alec dumb? Oh, I'll tell you why. Exposition. They need. They need to do. They need to, to do the. Well, as you know. Well, they want to actually avoid the as you know. Yeah. So they threw logic out the door. Yeah. He he did a he he had to be a stand-in for Clary because she Clary, wasn't there. Clary wasn't there. Clary just opens the door. What's this I hear about ley lines? What are ley lines? <laughs> Kevin, did you find a CW moment? I'm going to say it because someone does, because actually it is a very clear encapsulation of CW moment. And it is Raj. <laughs> it is absolutely Raj. That was that his his the his problem with this, the his his ability to lock out the head of the Institute and everyone else his like him doing it at the wrong time, like locking out the it would be like. The, it's hard to have an example because this is very magical, but it would be like, well, I didn't want this nu- this nuke to fire, so I locked down the tracking for it, but it can still launch. <laughs> we just can't tell where it goes. I'm the hero. Uh, because it was. It was just because what they were doing was actually very safe mm-hmm. and normal, so they had to add in just this extra, like, Kick it up, Spice. And once again, I don't think they had to do that. I think they could have had Magnus start it. A surge happens. And they have to move quickly. They have to do something to stop the surge. And maybe add in some a bit of the themes where it, where like Magnus can't magic through. He's like, no, I can do it if I just focus well, more. That's like, you even do the thing where Alec has entered it on the computer, but yeah. there's a countdown. Yeah. It takes a certain time frame and Magnus can't magic through it. He can't make it more so, powerful. So, so, so Alec does has the, to run over. Yes. Yeah, you, you have the exact same things happen. But this way you're following that kind of theme you set up, which is that magic doesn't solve every issue. Sometimes you have to use physical strength to make magic solve the issue. Like it's a little rough still. With, but And you know. also with a little bit of magic because the ruins... Our magic. Yeah. But like the idea yeah. I like I still think that's better than or, out of nowhere or, Raj being like You know what? Or Alec doesn't use a or strength ruin. This thing he could just not use the strength. Because instead of having to be like, no, I need to be stronger to pull this, he could just be smart enough to be like, Oh, I can there's there's a manual release and I have to do blah 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 to make the blah blah blah. I, I hope I can do it in time. I don't know the specifics. But, and then Magnus is like, I'm gonna let go, I'm gonna stop the magic, and Alec is like, No, I if, can do it in time. Yeah, like I, well, I mean yeah, there, there's stuff in there, but I don't think it had to be whatever Raj is weird, out of nowhere, Man, <laughs> very dangerous move was. It sucks to play Raj. What a thankless role. <laughs> <laughs> this episode had a lot of what I would almost call cameos. Yeah. Ma- I mean, Catalina Loss was in there for a bit, but like Madzy and then Raj came up. And Rufus. Rufus. Russell. Russell. Oh, my God. This is an episode of men whose names start with R who suck. (laughs) (laughs) Lorenzo. Lorenzo Ray. Ah, that's true, Ray. (laughs) All right, audience. 
What are some men whose names start with R who you think suck? (laughs) Hit us up on the social media to tell us. Podcast MOA, podcast MOA at Instagram, at Twitter, and at gmail.com. Sorry for all the Rons out there, I guess, they're about to be put on blast. I mean, I feel like this is a thing I'm going to have to post myself on the social media. Men whose names start with R who suck. Okay. Give us your ratings, reviews, and subscriptions on Apple Podcast or your podcaster of choice. I just remember Cassandra Clare has very specific problems <laughs> with a guy named Ron. She might. Uh, you can also check out my books. They're available on my website. This KevinWareBooks.com. And I'm over at FlimsyPlan.com. Doing Blogmas. And we'll see you all next week. Why did the Silly Queen give Simon that brand? Who is the demon who possessed him? Whose past will we not care about next? For answers to all this and more, join us next week on Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A teen drama fan cast? 